0: hit the nail on the head um, with there is no balance there's like no such thing like I always feel like things are out of balance and and maybe I can develop that aspect of my life more but uh I think it boils down to a matter of just like almost necessity right like this is when I got pregnant with Mav it was not planned and I'm later in life my oldest child at the time like to the day 19 years to the day between my oldest and my now baby Maverick right and people are calling me geriatric mom when
1: I walk into the doctor's office like that's the official label hey mamas welcome to the being mother hustler podcast I'm your host mother hustler Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker and author. Each and every week I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive imperfect action unapologetically chase your dreams and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income i know being mother hustler is not easy but sisters we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess thank you so much for being present with me today Now let's go mother the world. Sarah Coleman is a mother to six beautiful children and has dedicated her life to helping people of all shapes and sizes lose weight, get fit, and obtain the tools and data they need for optimal health and wellness. She brings over 20 years of experience in the fitness industry and is a CrossFit Level 1 and 2 certified coach, personal trainer, and group coach. Sarah is obsessed with making health obtainable for all. Inspired by her two younger sisters with Down syndrome, Sarah created and developed Inclusive Fitness, a program that celebrates all abilities with group class formats for adults with physical and mental disabilities. In 2012, Sarah went through a divorce after 13 years of her primary role in life being a wife and a mother. In 2012, Sarah opened 346 Grit CrossFit that she now co-owns with her best friend Chausie. 346 Grit is a facility dedicated to promoting functional fitness where people could learn how to train their entire body in a community that celebrated struggle and supported everyone's efforts to reclaim health. Through the chaos of owning and operating a business and navigating raising her kiddos, she found fulfillment, humor, and the love of her life. Sarah remarried in 2014 on national television, Hotel Impossible, stormy wedding to the love of her life, Jesse Coleman. In 2018, she gave birth to their son, Maverick. That was exactly 19 years to the day apart from Sarah's oldest son, Cameron. Her children are her greatest joys in life. Cameron is 20. Tyler is 18. Riley, 15. Daughter, Isabella, is 11. Her stepson is 7. And welcoming another son, Maverick, has been un unexpected savior in what was one of the most trying times of her life, her father's passing. Sarah believes unhealthy food and fitness habits have created a disease and obesity epidemic in this country. Through her one-on-one work with clients, Sarah observed the endless struggle involved with quick fixes misinformation, and treating the symptoms rather than d- disease. After her own father was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, Sarah decided to make a change on a massive scale. She decided to create Grit Uprising to establish a movement of like-minded people who want to break free and harness their indomitable spirit. She has made it her mission To educate and empower people to reset the scales and reclaim their own right to health and wellness. Mother Hustlers, please help me in welcoming the Mother Hustler Mothering the World this week, Level 1 and Level 2 CrossFit certified coach and co owner of 346 Grit CrossFit, Sarah Coleman. Welcome back everybody this is the being mother hustler podcast and I have beautiful Sarah Coleman who is an amazing mother hustler she I watched her coach to CrossFit class that I did like several class and challenges and I was like girl you gotta be on my podcast sister (laughs) that's the epitome of a mother hustler right there welcome Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. I'm honored to be a part of this. Such a great cause. And super, super excited to chat with you. So it's pretty casual. We're just having a beer and a coffee, you know, (laughs)
0: like literally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. So, okay, we were just talking about the mess behind you right there because you have remodeled your home. You've uh-huh. angled your camera to the most beautiful part of your home, which yeah. I adore. And guys, Sarah showed me right off the bat. I'm like, okay, hold on, sister. I have uh-huh. to. Yeah.
0: I'm like, how can I angle this so you don't see the crazy uh-huh. messes, at the piles of messes everywhere? Like, I need a A. Like a filter that makes the house look clean and me look 21 again. How can I do that? And then Dude, I you look,
1: me. you look like you're 21. Just <laughs> so it's just lighting. It's all lighting. Oh my gosh. I just like, I had such a late night last night. So I just woke up and I'm like shaking my hair. So it looks a little <laughs> plump. And then, and then I put some stuff on and then boom, two minutes. I was okay. done.
0: Fantastical. Well, you did a you did a fantastic job, and we had a late night too. We went karaoke, which we never do. Oh, I love karaoke. It, it, I usually hate it, but last night was so fun. I for the first time ever, I was like, "Give me that mic. I don't care if I sound like a Barry Manilow wannabe. Give me that, because I'm so <laughs> this is solo. I have no idea how to sing, but it was really fun, and it was fun to. My Mav went with my mom for a bit, which normally I'm a spaz when I leave him anywhere right now, but it was great. It was fun. We had a
1: good time. Okay, let's talk about your mom because I don't have a mom nearby and you're so fortunate to have family nearby. Although I do have my brother from time to time. Like when we go on vacation, he comes to the house, and let the dog out. You know, that's like as much as help I'm going to get from him. But how do you balance? And I asked this with a question knowing that there's... Like for me, I don't feel like there's ever any balance. So with you, um, you know, you you have Mav in front of you with your little backpack or on the back with your little pack to carry him. And literally, guys, he would just be crawling all over the CrossFit gym. And I mean, he knows what he's doing, too. Like he's been,
0: you know, when they're in a
1: womb, I think that they start developing and learning that. The things that we do around them. So,
0: how does Sarah
1: balance all that? Well, I think such a thing. I think yeah. I think you hit the
0: nail on the head um, with there is no balance. There's like no such thing. Like I always feel like things are out of balance, and and maybe I can develop that aspect of my life more. But uh, it, I think it boils down to a matter of just like almost necessity, right? Like this is when I got pregnant with Mav, it was not planned. And I'm later in life, my oldest child at the time, like to the day, 19 years to the day between my oldest and my now baby, Maverick, right? And people are calling me geriatric mom when I walk into the doctor's office, like that's the official label. And I'm like, oh i like, enough. I'm so, I feel old and pregnant. And now you're telling me I'm high knee geriatric. So, and then on top of that, just the reality of like, I'm running a business that I'm passionate about, and I love what I'm doing, and it 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 fills me with purpose. But how can I do that knowing? Because I've been through the young years of babies before in my life, knowing everything that that encompasses. And I remember walking in when I found out I was pregnant to my um, business partner was like, "I can't do this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to quit all things in life. Like I can't raise a baby and run a business and do all the things that this." entails not I already feel like I'm stretched so thin um, and I feel like I'm failing every day and she just looked at me and she was like we've got this we're good we'll raise this baby together and it really was like all I needed to hear you know what I mean like it's all I needed to hear to be like oh yeah that's right like we there is no normal we create our own our own path with how we reach success and even though up till this point my normal as far as running a business I kind of like had a an idea and a template in my mind what that looked like with raising my other children. I it was all the reminder that I needed that like that's right like we create what happens here. And so when he was born, it really was like well I'm gonna have to find the world's best backpack to carry this baby around. Uh-huh. I'm gonna have to figure out how to keep him safe and athlete safe um, in this environment while I'm coaching. And I have to know that the people that are going to that I want to pull into this experience are going to welcome that and are gonna see that as an asset. Like I can't focus on all the people that would be turned off by this experience, you know, like how what irresponsible it is to have a baby on your back. It's so loud in here. And you know, we had little headphones for them in the beginning and what what was created when I switched that mindset from I can't do this, this doesn't look like my normal into I'm going to make it work for my family and my lifestyle, and what was created was magical for me. Wow. And, and yeah, Maverick—it's crazy to Maverick. By the way, is what you name your baby when you're 40 and have him. Like <laughs> you name him Maverick. You can name him whatever you want. Um, but he, yeah, he coaches now. He's running around everywhere, but he's mimicking every movement that we do. He's grabbing like PVCs and and performing Olympic lifts right next to me. And when he was first born, he was literally like lulled to sleep by the sound of the barbells hitting the floor, which was so crazy to me because I coached as much as I could up until um, I had him. And so those noises, those sounds were familiar to him. They were home. Um, And that, that home is something that I feel like is is we create for our children and our families and um it's been interesting to watch it you know all unfold and realize that like we are capable as mothers and women we are capable of of creating beauty even if it looks outside of what we think in our minds or have been taught or were raised looks like a normal normal family you know yeah
1: Well, that's the thing is because we think that because of the things that we see, right? And we need to quit comparing ourselves to others because what others' lives are are so different. It's never, it's never ever going to be the same. So you're comparing apples to orange and like, I just commend you for going for it because man, I'm turning 40 this month and I don't know if I can handle what you were able to handle everything yeah, that you have to do it with. get pregnant all the cool kids ah. pregnant. let's go <laughs> like, holy crap <laughs> so you talk about Mav but guys Sarah has how many kids Sarah it's irresponsibly too many
0: I, <laughs> so I figured out how all that happens um so I I feel like I tell people I feel like I've lived a million lifetimes in in my life and i got married young grew up in um up on mount tabor in portland but grew up in a really like very very conservative very religious home and you know my what i was taught from a very young age was my um worth and my calling in life was to be a mother and Mm. that wholeheartedly um college was never really an option uh it was find someone who fits this criteria that can marry you in, in the temple and then start having children. And so um, I really believe that was my calling in life, very much so. And so I got married very young at 19 and I knew my spouse for two weeks. Um, and oh. then, yeah, we were quickly uh, engaged. And then after two months married, um, you know, with without, with in the complete like, like no sex before marriage and very like, it was very, in this box of what I felt like I needed to do to be um, worthy and be with my family forever. These were things that were like, uh, I wanted so badly to be good. And so I got married. Um, we were pregnant within like nine months. So I had my first beautiful son, uh, Cameron, um, when I was just barely 20. I'm kind of sad that I didn't have him at 19 because then I could have been like, oh, look, I was a teen mother, but I, I had him just barely at 20. <laughs> Boggles my mind now because he's 20, and I look at him and I'm like, Oh, if he had a child right now, we would be in trouble. Oh my god, a 20 year old knows what to do. And um, so, I had him then, and uh, love of my life at the time, you know, he's perfect. And then, shortly after, I had my son Tyler, who is just turning 18 and graduating high school and off to college here soon, which is so hard. It's so hard. Nobody talks about how hard it is when you raise. kids and then you send them off to be adults like there's a mourning that happens there it's all I want for him I'm excited for him to go and explore the world but man maybe it would be easier if he was you know this or any of my kids were awful but they're so good and fun to be around and kind and um, you know if he was anything other maybe I'd be like fine 18 let the prison system have you but (laughs) sending him off to college it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. I really I feel like I did. We did all this hard work of growing together and literally I grew up with my kids. I feel like and now I'm, I'm just I'm gonna miss them. So Tyler um, They were about 20 months apart. And then shortly after probably two years, we took a little bit of a break. I had um, Riley, who is just like me. Everybody always has that one that's just like them. Yeah. So he's a wild one. We don't like being bored. Um, So he's a pretty impulsive, but amazing and incredible and gonna change the world. I tell him that all the time. You're gonna change the world. Don't care what you do in school. Like you're going to change the world because you you just, you go, you do, you jump, you're impulsive, but you also have courage to do that. And then uh, my daughter, I finally got my little baby girl, Isabella, um, and she's again, like perfect, Uh, has brothers around her everywhere. And then um, when Bella was about three, uh, my marriage kind of fell apart. I think it was, it was very, it was a very difficult and hard time to transition from, you know, what I felt like was this perfect family and everything we were supposed to be doing into now single motherhood. Um, and that's when I walked towards like, okay, I have to support my beautiful children. Wow. Um, so I moved into, do I go back to college? Which I know will take all this time around, away from my kids and will be really difficult. Uh, and they were all still fairly young, and I had been a stay-at-home mom. Um, However, I had been coaching group fitness classes, and I did have a business. Um, At the time, a small business, really small, little hobby business. Uh, I created a program where I taught group fitness to adults with disabilities. I have two sisters with Down syndrome. So I'd already kind of been through and navigated, like, how hard is it to open a business? I'll just, look, oh, I have a business license. Here we go. Provide a program. So I was like, opening a gym can't be that different and everything kind of fell into place my my dear friend who is now my business partner at the time um kind of rallied around that we both taught group fitness together we both came from the same background Mm -hmm. and she was like i know this other woman i women are freaking incredible and amazing i I am convinced there are soulmates in life soulmates in life but another woman who was a very successful entrepreneur and owned Um, warehouse and was all about supporting and building up other small businesses and women in general and so when we pitched the idea of what we wanted to do she was like I have a space let's go and really worked with us to um, be able to open what is now you know 346 grit CrossFit and we started in like this 1200 square foot space and I business plan I took forever to write it out it was concrete it was nothing and it really was just like as you are and be coached and we were just a bunch of I call it a bunch of broken people coming together in sacred ground just to be better and be vulnerable and you know high five each other and swear and just be you know and all different levels of life and so my children were able to kind of like experience that it was the first time that I really had to like push against all these limiting beliefs up to that point of what constituted a perfect family and what my kids I felt like my kids up till that point, they need like five o'clock dinner time. we all eat together and then we do homework together and then we read scriptures and then we say prayer and then we have great moments that bond us together and then we tuck them in and we have special moments where I tuck them in. That to me was what had to happen for them, you know, to be good, solid human beings. And and when you're first opening a business, I mean, I was up at 4 a.m. teaching the 5 a.m. class then I would come back home get my kids up, get them dressed, get them off to school, barely, like, I'd be lucky if they have pants on when I'm dropping them off. (laughs) Then I'm going back to the gym, hustling there, I'm trying to get new clients, I'm living the dream Then I'm running back home to pick them up from school, then we're going back to the gym, dropping off at sports, and wow, the the night, I'm lucky if I, like, shoved a bean burrito in their faces before I just, like, literally was like, that's it, everybody in bed, I can't handle it, and then Crashed out and did it all again. I mean, I don't think we ate dinner actually together at a table until this probably this last year when my sweet husband finally like made us this huge beautiful barn table or farm table. But up till that point, um, I had to like I would lay awake at night crying, to, even in the process thinking I'm ruining my kids. I'm ruining. Oh, kids. I'm not there. I'm not there for them. We haven't eaten dinner together. They just. I don't even know if like. Bella showered in 5 days like <laughs> I'm not them she's going to be the stinky kid like all these things in my head and and yet like I I was I wasn't in a position to choose otherwise because I I was doing it at that time alone and you had to do what you had to do exactly like it was survival mode for us but what happens when you get in those moments of panic and I think my husband's done a really good job of of kind of helping me to navigate this too because he would sit there while I'd freak out. Like, are you, they're gonna be okay. What is wrong, like, what is wrong with you? And you know, he didn't live a typical upbringing either. And hmm. so coming to this point where I, I surrendered to, again, the fact that like life and our journey is ours to own and that yes. we are capable of providing and giving what our children need when they need it and really what they need is just to be loved and guided yes. and empowered to be able to make their own decisions in life for whatever that looks like and know that we can correct course as and when needed
1: and that yep. we can do that. We can do- we be there to pick them up when they fall because they are going to fall. We're not going to be their bubble. I mean, some parents do that, (laughs) but I, I mean, it's hard to do that when you have five children and even me having two children and then you have a husband, that's the third child, you know, like I love them because they can fix anything, but man, they, they sometimes like act like kids. So yeah, Yeah. um, it's hard to do put everybody in the bubble. So you sometimes just like, Put each other as a partnership and the kids just like okay you guys go figure it out because exactly. I'm done
0: <laughs> I think the greatest gift in all of this that I was able to give my kids at least I mean who knows maybe they'll grow up and write memorize and in it will be like my mom was the worst ever but I think from my perspective the greatest gift that I have given them as we have walked through this journey has been the gift of you know everybody is flawed and imperfect and Mm -hmm. people in your life are always going to at one point or another, let you down. Like there's going to be times, I'm not at those games. There's going to be times where like, but it, but it doesn't change that I love you and that I'm here for you no matter what, like this is the space that we're in. Can you take me as I am and let me take you as you are in this moment um, for whatever that looks like and whatever our journey looks like. I think there's real freedom in, in that concept to really be present in your moments and mm-hmm. be loving and understanding of the people around you. And so, at least for me, it's it's been a blessing in disguise to watch all of that unfold. That's so
1: cool. So we talked about normal family, like you thought growing up, this was how a normal family looks and yeah. how you should act and how you should be the wife and how you should... 8 by 5 p.m. and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think sometimes maybe that's what was perceived as normal because that's what we were told or that's mm-hmm. what we grew up with. But then you transition into a new family unit. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and got remarried. which is just such a beautiful wedding, by the way. Thank you. And now your family is almost the exact opposite because, like, With with me, we are not a eat together dinner kind of family.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. We're always on the move. At least I'm always on the move. And the one thing that I always deliver for my family is I'm going to make food for you because that's my responsibility as a mom. But then I have a partnership now with my husband where sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just not like feeling it and making dinner tonight. Can you like figure out dinner and make dinner? Yeah. you know cuz i think back in the days it was always and at least that was also what was shown to me and as a kid growing up and as my children is growing up watching me do what i do is i think that we think normal is what our parents were doing
0: oh yeah yeah you know yeah i think that's probably one of like the biggest like like transitional experiences in life or, like, growing into adulthood is that realization that, like, oh, wait, there is no normal. I mean, like, you know what you're taught. And I still sift through how much of my belief system is entrenched in something that is not set in stone, does not no. be that way, right? Like, I still mm-hmm. sift through, like, what's whole, are there parts of me that are holding, that are being held hostage by experiences that I had from, well, amazing, incredible family unit, like great parents that love me and want it the best for me too. But are there things that I adapted in my life from just childhood as must be um, for happiness or growth or or for family that I can let go of that will like eliminate stressors that I'm putting on myself. And I think, you know, I'm Italian. I love sitting down and all eating together. It's like my I love language. Yeah. Like coming together and eating. I feel like there, there are powerful moments in the, in the mundane of that. Like I love the chaos of that. I love the sounds of it. I love the smells. I love multiple, you know, dishes out everywhere. For me, that's, that's something I, I, I cherish when it does happen. But growing up, it was a 5 PM. Everybody's at the table. We eat together. It was more of like, this is what we do because this is this is how we're supposed to do it. And again, the chaos of that, I love too. It's something I will always cherish, but um, it's not what makes your family a, a beautiful family unit. It's, it's, not, it's yeah. not, right? You can find that feeling of like really embracing the chaos, in my case in any moment in our home, when we're all together, whether that's we're all eating or, you know, everybody just got home from sports and they all stink and they're trying to get in our shower or whatever, you know, that looks are like- Are going to bed without showering? <laughs> Listen, showers are optional in this house. socks are optional, sometimes underwear is optional. I'm like, oh hey, figure it out, you know, like just figure it out. I don't, just as long as you're dressed for the legal code of standards staying out the door, like, you can't have Ever? your wang dang out, and I have to <laughs> say that to my kids, my voice before wang dangs must be in first school. How many times have I told you that? And I feel like that's a parenting win, to be honest. If you can get your kids to 18, understanding that wang dangs can't just come out whenever they want.
1: <laughs> you, have, you have successfully raised children. Oh, my gosh. But the, the thing about, the cool thing about it is, is although we know for a fact that it's not the normal um, family unit we grew up on, we weren't like copying our our moms and our our, our dads and the way that we grew up. It feels so normal, right? Like this is our normal. And I love what you said about you create your own normal because there's what is normal for other people may not be normal for your family. And it's super beautiful to listen and to hear that statement because I have mom guilt I have wife guilt yes to where I'm like okay am I giving myself enough to my husband because to like I don't want my husband to go look elsewhere you know like that that thing that worries us because especially when you've had that done to you before like somebody did that to you before and you've experienced it or am I a good enough mom or are my kids going to be ruined Like all these things that we think about, that we worry, but the last thing we always worry about is ourselves. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It is interesting.
0: It's an I've learned and I'm, I'm still learning and still practicing, but I've learned that like those blanket statements of I'm going to ruin my kids or if am I, you know, I'm the guilt. I've learned that that guilt and that shame is something that like, I need to like feel and then let go of, I need to release and I need Mm -hmm. to understand what is the source of this? Cause those, those labels of, if I don't do it this way, I'm going to ruin my kids. Or if I don't do this with my husband, he's going to go look elsewhere. Those labels, those extremes are so um, they're just, they're just, I don't want to use the word toxic, but they're, they're not, progressing they're 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 halting Mm. progress like there is no blanket statement that fits anything or anyone right like and to be honest like when I think like exactly like that like I'm gonna ruin my kids What does ruining kids look like what does that mean and that's not my own right like my kids are beautiful independent people that are like you said earlier they're going to fail they're going to make mistakes they're going to do things where uh, you know where others could look at it as like oh that's because of bad parenting well maybe it was like who knows maybe i did something that led to this but i'm not go it doesn't change the fact that i'm not going anywhere and yeah. it right like it it's so it's so layered like it's just so layered and and at the end of the day like you know most moms hopefully mm-hmm. want the love and best for their children we try the best that we
1: can but we're never going to be perfect ever yeah we only get one shot at this and it's not like we, you know, we were in an, another life and we got a practice and now we got reborn and become mom. And like, here we go. We're ready. We yes. can do this. Yes. We yes. Can do this yes. Perfectly. yes. yes. You know, I you think don't get a, you don't get a training. You're on the job training. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, and the other part of that, the, the other thought that's really comforting to me and, and um, I'm sure that there's a there's an argument against this somewhere, but I'm gonna cling to it because it it helps. But the other thought for me is like, I need to uh, remember that like, I truly believe that these kids are gifts in my life and that they are a part of me. And whether or not you believe in like God or the genetic aspect or whatever it is that you believe that led these children to you to be yours. I believe that as their mother, um, they have needs that only specifically can be met by my strengths. Yes, vice versa, like Mm -hmm. no book, no, like, like no blog, no this, that or the other. Sure, I can gain tips from here and there, but there is nothing that is going to be able to navigate me and being able to give these children what they need and their moments of need, like the fact that I am, I am bound to them as their mother. Like, I, I believe we, when we become a mothers, whether that's, you know, through adoption or having children or, you know, whatever that, I believe, yes, I believe that love and that connection there also um, enables us with this unique gift to be able to instinctively know how to guide and raise them and give them those things that they need. Um, But so often we question that, right? So often we think we're not enough on our own. Um, And, 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 like I said, there's always tools out there, uh, but it's, it's also like we are powerful and, and just in loving, in loving and listening and being receptive to um, what that inner voice kind of tells us that they need, right? And if it's born out of love and not out of fear, yeah. raising my children from a place of love and not fear, oh my gosh, if I don't lay the law down with this and they're going to x y Y, and z right that's a fear based for me in some cases and i've done that often instead of this love based that we're all going to be okay they're going to be okay we're going to work through this how can i love them through this and teach them at the same time
1: it's so cool to also see because um my husband didn't really i mean there was love growing up in his family but it was not loud enough it was more like rough, like military style, yes. you know? Yes. And with my family, it was, there was a lot of love, but there was not a lot, a lot of attention, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so the only love that we really, we really had loud enough were the love from our siblings because our mom and our mom was so busy trying to chase my dad because he was such a bad husband and, mm-hmm. you know, to keep him on track. And, mm-hmm. you know, I probably grew up in the same religious background as you. I grew up as Catholic and lots of guilt like, lots of guilt and shame in that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one, one, um, and no office action, just like straight ahead. And so then it was like, Oh my gosh, like I've just kind of been like goofing around a little bit. Like this is going to become public knowledge. I need to get out there immediately. So brought in a designer and a pattern maker and set to work, trying to figure out how to do, um, Oh, a, a bra. And thought, like, oh, it can't be that hard. It's like I've worn one for already a few years now. And turns out it's really hard. It's mm-hmm. um, really engineered. There's about 22 points of contact on the body. Um, fit wow. is very unique to each of us. Um, there's a million little pieces of um, mat- raw materials that go into making one, and it's all like such small little amounts. And one little piece of rubber or fr- friction or itchiness will make us just be like, I'm done with this thing so there were so many pieces bottom of my heart I'm so super grateful for you make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes and it would mean the world to the entire mother hustler nation community if you wrote us a five-star review because I'm telling you this is not about me this is not about you It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core. Makes me cry for great reasons. So I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother husband day. You know what? Put it down. Wow. Put it down. Step away from having a creative mind, and you're going to be a mom.